0: Welcome to Illum Radio, a different kind of oldies program hosted by the old guy that plays old radio shows, and that is me. My name is John Lovering, and thank you for listening. On this track, The Judy Canova Show, a comedy variety show with the emphasis on comedy. It ran from 1943 to 1944 on CBS, and then took off from 1945 to 1953 on NBC. Ten Years on Radio is a great run. Judy Canova played herself a pigtails and calico country bumpkin who had come to Hollywood from Rancho Canova in Cactus Junction. Berna Felton played Aunt Aggie, with whom Judy lived. Ruby Dandridge played Geranium, an overweight African-American maid who also lived there. The wonderfully funny Mel Blanc was Pedro, the Mexican gardener, chauffeur. Hans Conrad as Mr. Hemingway, the house guest who complained about everything. Sheldon Leonard was Joe Crunchmiller, Judy's boyfriend, who drove a cab. Gerald Moore as the muscular Humphrey Cooper. Joe Kearns was the nonsensical Benchley Bosford. Gail Gordon, Elvia Allman, and Sharon Douglas were also heard in this series. A wonderfully talented cast. The musical group you will hear was known as the Sportsman Quartet. Though Judy Canover aspired for a serious career in music, early in her professional life she became typed as a hillbilly, hog collar, and hayseed. She never shook it off. Publicity photos depicted her with a shotgun and wolf traps. She created a pigtails calico fad on college campuses everywhere in the fall of 1943, and her show opened with a monologue and a novelty song followed by a comedy skit and a more serious vocal. She had tall tales about her big lover boy or about cousin Uranus, who loved chopped liver ice cream. During the war, her closing theme song became Goodnight Soldier, Wherever You May Be, My Heart's Lonely Without You. And that song was loved by the listening audiences who look forward to it each week. The track you're about to hear is from November 29, 1947, and it's entitled A Day in the Life of Judy Canova and it is quite a day. She begins with a novelty song with a hey and a hi and a ho-ho-ho. There are some very funny skits in this show, especially with Mel Blanc's Pedro character, and Judy sings the Sugar Blues, and about 18 minutes into the show, Judy is telling a reporter, a Mr. Miller, who's doing a story about her, about what it was like back home in Cactus Junction and the segment melts into a flashback with all the hillbilly characters of Judy's life in Cactus Junction having a conversation in a very slow drawl. Nothing's wrong with your listening device. The dialogue will slow way down to add emphasis to how hillbilly-ish Judy is telling the reporter life was back home it's like that sort of it's all in good fun and a show that i'm quite sure you will enjoy as always thank you for listening you are the reason i do this podcast so i very much appreciate you stopping by
1: from hollywood the judy canova show Brought to you each week by the Colgate Palmolive Feet Company, makers of halo shampoo to glorify your hair. And the new 1948 Super Suds with extra suds for extra fitness. The Judy Canova Show with Mel Blank, Ruby Dandridge, Joe Kearns, Ruth Parrott, Hans Conried, The Sportsman, Charles Danton, orchestra, and starring Judy Canova. <laughs>
2: a hay and a high and a ho ho ho, you start off the day with a glow ho ho, sing all the way as the way you go, with a hay and a high and a ho ho ho, up for the blinds and you know ho ho, it ain't gonna rain anymore ho ho, sun's gotta shine cause you
3: made it so, with, with a, a hey and a high, high and a and ho ho ho. ho.
4: You smile from
2: your head
3: to your toe-toe-poe-poe.
4: up your blues and away you
1: Today, a man from a radio fan magazine is coming over to interview Judy for an article entitled, A Day in the Life of Judy Canova. The magazine wants to illustrate the article. So, at the moment, Judy and Aunt Aggie are searching for some pictures on the old family album. Right now, they're looking at Judy's baby pictures.
2: Oh, Judy, look at this cute baby picture of you in the album. Look, you're lying down on something. Is that bearskin? skin? It sure is. LAUGHTER can't you tell by my goose pepper. <laughs> I was right in style, too. Bare mid from head to toe. <laughs> Judy, who are all the people in this picture? Oh, that picture was took during the family reunion. See that? There's my Uncle R.T. in the back row. But he has his hand over his face. I know. Just when the picture was took, then he sneezed.
4: <laughs>
2: was he catching the cold? No, he was catching his teeth. <laughs> lucky here sitting down in front, Aunt Aggie. Well, Judy, surely that isn't one of your relatives. No, that was our favorite hen. She won a prize at the county fair for laying a five-pound egg. A five-pound egg? That's wonderful. Oh, it ain't so wonderful. What else could you do with it? (laughs) You know, Aunt Aggie, it'll be nice getting a picture and a story about me in that magazine. Yes, Judy. I hear it has the widest distribution in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello, Serenium. Say, did I hear you and your boyfriend, Pomeroy, smooching in the kitchen last night? Oh, no, Miss Judy. Pomeroy never puts his arms around me. You mean you don't allow it? No, he can't make it. (laughs) Well, you're still sweet on each other, aren't you? Oh, we sure are, Miss Judy. I call him my little butter Sunday. Uh, does he like that? Yeah, honey, he says, Come here, my little
4: marshmallow, and sprinkle me with pretty booty <laughs> <laughs> Geranium?
2: Father, mm-hmm. sure must be awful fond of you. Oh, he sure is, Miss Judy, but I think he'd like me better if I had a figure like like Lena Horne. Well, why, Geranium? What's Lena Horne got that you haven't got? Honey, she's built. I'm
4: prefabricated. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <it's radio.
4: laughs>
2: you. are always exaggerating about your figure. Yes, you've got a lot of nice curves.
4: Curves? <laughs> Honey, most of them are practically u turns <laughs>
2: Oh, Judy, Judy. Yes, Aunt Aggie. Mr. Miller from the radio magazine is here. Thanks, Aunt Aggie. Oh, howdy, Mr. Miller. I'm all ready for the interview. Oh, ah,
1: that's fine, Judy. We can get started right away. Now, uh, when you first came to Hollywood, where did you live?
2: Well, now, uh, let me see now. When I first came here, I wanted a nice place to stay, so I got me a room at the YMCA.
1: Why, but the YMCA is filled with boys.
2: I know. I wanted a nice place to stay. <laughs>
1: well, tell me what happened next, Judy.
2: Well, next I fell in love. Do you know what happens when love finds Judy Canova? No. Well, when love finds Judy Canova, it says,
5: get lost.
2: That's what it says. <laughs> hey, you know, Mr. Miller, being on the radio sure keeps me busy.
1: Well, I don't see how you can fill a whole day, Judy.
2: Oh, boy, I sure was busy yesterday. There's one interruption right after another.
1: Interruption? Tell me about it.
2: Well, so first, I had to go to the dress shop. I was just getting into my car when I heard a loud, booming voice holler out at me and say,
6: Pardon me for talking in your face, Anita. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: hello, Pedro. Say, you look frightened. What's wrong?
6: Oh, senorita, I had a terrible scare this morning. I thought I had been kidnapped.
2: (laughs) Why, Pedro, what made you think you were kidnapped?
6: Well, when I got up, I looked in my bed and I wasn't there.
4: Well,
6: senorita... When I went to shave, I felt better. You did? See, I looked in the mirror, and there I
4: was.
6: (laughs) And I'm glad it was me. I hate to shave a stranger.
2: Pedro! Pedro, you must have been out late last night.
6: I was, senorita. I had a date with my girl, and gollies. Last night, I spent a fortune on her face.
2: Trying to make it look beautiful?
6: No, trying to fill it with cheeseburgers. (laughs) And read me and my girl went to the beach with theater to see that picture, Body and Soul.
2: Oh, Pedro, I saw that picture. It's all about
4: prize fighting.
6: See, si. I used to be a prize fighter down in Mexico.
4: <laughs>
6: and one time I fought the champion.
2: Golly, the champ must have given you an awful beating.
6: See, si, he did. <laughs> he knocked the pants off me. <laughs>
2: Why didn't your manager throw in the
6: towel? He couldn't. When I got my pants knocked off, I had to wear the towel. Well,
2: Pedro, I'll see you later. I got to get over to the dress
3: shop.
6: Well, adios, senorita. And always remember, 30 days, Hacienda, April, June, and sombrero. All the rest have 31 except those new long skirts, and you can't see what they've got, No. (laughs)
2: Have you been waited upon? <laughs> no, I ain't. Is it something I can show you? Well, I want something super exclusive, something real chic. Oh, then I better call in our fashion designer, Monsieur Alphonse Pierre. Everybody in Hollywood wears Pierre's clothes. Gosh, Pierre must get awful chilly. <laughs> oh, Monsieur Pierre, a customer to see you. Oh, heaven's to Bessie, Veronica. <laughs> How could you call me at such a critical
6: moment? Can't you see I was just arranging the lace filigree on that chateau's
3: taffeta?
4: Say,
2: Monster Pierre, I hear you're the best fashion designer in the United States.
3: Oh, fiddle
6: faddle! I have a feeling you're just pulling my leg.
2: No, no, you probably got your garters hooked to your shorts. Monsieur, Pierre, I want a complete new outfit. I want to get some classy new pajamas. Oh, goody-goody gumdrops. I have just the thing. <laughs>
6: now, she's a perfectly stunning pair of imported silk pajamas. They're just
2: tops. No, sir, I want the bottoms, too. I'll print them. <laughs> <laughs> Say, tell me, do you have these here pajamas in red? No. Well, do you have them in chartreuse? No. Do you have peach? No. Do you have flesh? Well, of course. What do you think holds me together, you big
4: silly? <laughs> well,
2: I'm going to buy a lot of stuff, so you better take my measurements while I'm here. Oh, well, if you insist. Let's go, Veronica.
6: Take her measurements.
2: Okay. Hold still, please. Back lane. Thirty-four Shoulders Thirty-four Waist Thirty-four <laughs> Hips Thirty-four Keep going, there must be a curve in there somewhere. <laughs> Hips to knees,
4: thirty-four
2: Knees to ankles Thirty-four Hey, uh, Veronica I think there's something you ought to know <laughs> What's that? Put on your glasses You're measuring the showcase <laughs>
1: It's great. It's a hit. It's the new 1948 Super Suds with extra suds for extra whiteness. No other soap in the world can wash clothes whiter. And you need no bleach. Those extra suds do the work. No other soap in the world can remove more dirt, wash clothes cleaner, wash clothes whiter than the new 1948 Super Suds. Even stubborn grease spots come sparkling clean with less rubbing, and white shirts come dazzling white. Colors stay bright, too, and those extra suds are so gentle on hand. Always a great suds maker, the new 1948 Super Suds can make even more suds for extra whiteness. Just one box of new Super Suds can make enough suds to fill two school buses with suds. So, for the cleanest, whitest supersuds wash you've ever had, get Colgate Palmolive Pete's new 1948 super suds at your dealers now. No other soap in the world can wash clothes whiter. And remember, you need no bleach. Super suds, super suds, lots more suds for whiter dubs. Now back to Judy Canova and one of her own unusual musical interpretations.
3: Have you heard these blue? that I'm gonna sing to you, when you hear them, life will be so sweet, by.
1: Well, Judy is still talking to Mr. Miller from the Radio Fan Magazine and telling him about a typical busy day in her life. Now, Judy, I want to write about the interesting things in your daily life. Did anything happen yesterday that might come in that category?
2: Uh, Oh, yeah, Mr. Miller. Yesterday, my vocal teacher came over and had me run over a few scales. I sure hate singing them same old scales. No, Amy.
5: No, Miss Canova. Please, huh? sing that La again. That what? La. Do, re, mi, va, do, la, la. L.A., it was not quite clear.
3: Yes, it
2: ain't been clear in L.A. for a long time. <laughs> Hot. Do,
3: re, mi,
1: oh. Miss Canova, stop the beginning before
5: you get commenced. Now please, look at your scale.
2: Okay, I'm looking.
5: Now, the black is the music. The white is the paper. <laughs> Sing the black.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and remember, I want to hear those pear-shaped tones. Each tone should come out shaped like a pear.
3: Wake in first. <laughs> Well, well,
2: why do you want me to sing, Moose Roy? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Just sing any song, my little lamb.
2: <laughs> oh, I know a song about lambs. Goes like this: yeah, Poor little lamb,
3: who has long-
1: bar ah, is right.
3: <laughs>
1: what is the name of that song?
3: Oh, uh, it's Carla and poof song. Why, what's
4: wrong?
5: You were wiffing when you should have been
4: poofing. <laughs> 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 Say,
2: I, I bet you'd like it better if I sang in a foreign language.
5: I'd like it better if you sang in a foreign country. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Galova, I don't want you should sing any woofin' people songs. No, If uh, we try something simple, huh? I want you to just sing, just one note, one note, and keep singing it. So start, please.
3: One, two. La no, la no. La please, no, no.
1: Why, Judy, I bet you aren't any busier now than you were before you got into radio.
2: Shucks, before I got into radio, I lived in Cactus Junction. <laughs> Something was going on there all the time. And yes, I remember one morning back home, Ma was staying to Pa. She walked over to him and she said, sure, she said Wake up, Pa. Wake up, you lazy critter. Get up, Pa. Our boy Willie just fell in the (laughs) well.
5: Too bad I ain't thirsty. I'd go out and pull up the bucket.
4: (laughs)
2: Paul, that's the third time this week Willie fell in the well.
5: I wondered why our drinking water tasted like overalls.
2: Say, why is Buford our littlest young and pa? I can't feed him in so long I can't remember what he
5: looks like. Ah! What's the matter, Ma? I just remembered what Buford looks like. <laughs>
2: going to have company for breakfast today.
4: Oh, my.
2: give this dumb boyfriend, friend Luke, he's coming over. And I invited him to break bread with us.
4: I hope
5: he can break his. I can't even bend mine. <laughs>
2: Did I tell you about our cow falling right over in the pasture today?
5: Another dizzy spell ma
3: Nope. Sick? Nope.
5: Tired?
3: Nope.
5: Well, what's
3: wrong with her? She's dead.
5: Look, Ma, here comes Lukey up on the
3: porch now. Howdy, Luke. Howdy, folks. Ain't hey, something terrible just happening. I was, I was, I Mom, you tell, son, what's all I fuss about? Me? Well,
5: I was walking over here and I fell off on the cliff on the mountain road. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's our
2: mountain road. Sure is dangerous. If you wonder, they don't put
5: up a warning sign. Oh, they had a warning sign up there for two years, but nobody fell. So they took it down. <laughs> You got any news from down the holler, Lukey? Oh, I sure have, and that's good news, too. I entered my hog in a hog show, and... Oh, look at that fair blue ribbon I got there, boy. Oh. <laughs>
3: well,
5: Lugie did your hog win?
3: No, I took first prize myself. <laughs> You're a husky
2: critter, Lukey. Look how your muscles fill out your toes.
5: Them ain't muscles, Ma. Them's the wrinkles in his long winter underwear.
3: <laughs> oh, well, I am so a husky.
5: Why, I'm the strongest fella in the whole neighborhood.
3: <laughs> you can say that again and open the window. <laughs>
5: Lukey, what are you doing with that insect spray in your hand? Oh, well, chef, I'm going to buy a couple of horses. What's that got to do with insect spray? Well, that ad in the paper said, for sale, two horses, one buggy. Boogie, you're an imbecile.
7: Gosh, fine. <laughs> well, if you folks will excuse me, I'm going in to the
5: room and court <laughs> By dingy-dongies, I sure do love about that
3: girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, let's get
4: the chores
3: done.
2: Yeah. I'll milk the goat and you look at the corn. See if it's ready to put in the bottle yet.
4: <laughs> There's
3: always something to do around here.
2: Here's like a buddy can't
3: get no time for me.
2: And that, Mr. Miller, was a typical day in my life before I got into radio.
7: Well, that should make a very interesting story, Judy. Now, if I could just have a picture of you to go with it.
2: Oh, sure. I got one for you right here in the family album.
7: See? Oh. Oh, but Judy, this, this picture is all blurred. It's not even finished.
2: Yeah, I know. The photographer refused to finish developing it. But why? He was afraid to be alone with it in a dark room. Halo, <laughs> <laughs>
4: everybody, Halo. Halo is the shampoo that
7: glorifies your hair. So Halo, everybody, Halo. Use, use Halo shampoo if you want naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But halo contains no soap, therefore cannot leave dulling soap film. The first time you use halo, your hair glistens in all its natural brilliance. The natural color and luster shine through like sunshine through a clean windowpane. And remember, even in hardest water, halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather. Halo quickly carries away loose dandruff and grease, needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Because Halo leaves no dulling soap film. Nothing to hide your hair's natural beauty. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Use Halo on your children's hair, too. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Remember, Halo glorifies your hair.
3: So, Halo, everybody.
1: Now back to Judy Canova and the sportsman and the musical query, Don't You Love Me Anymore.
3: Lately, whenever you hold me, you don't hold me tight. Don't you love me anymore. Lately, I have to remind you to kiss me goodnight. Don't you love me. Maybe I'm just being silly to feel like I do. Am I the one that you adore? Oh, don't you love me anymore? Lately, whenever you hold me, you don't hold me tight. Don't you love me anymore? I have to remind find you to kiss me goodbye, not to love me anymore, mm-hmm. I remember when I used
1: The Canova Show is written by Fred Fox and Henry Hooper with John Ward and is produced and directed by Joe Ryan. This is Howard Petrie asking you to use Halo shampoo to glorify your hair and the new 1948 super suds with extra suds for extra whiteness. Now here's Judy.
7: Sorry, we're a little late tonight, folks. Good night. Good night, Mom and Queen. Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. No other toothpaste does a better job of cleaning teeth. For Colgate, cleans teeth thoroughly, safely, brings out natural, sparkle, and beauty. And scientific tests prove conclusively that in 7 out of 10 cases, Colgate Dental Cream instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. So always use Colgate Dental Cream after you eat and before every date to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. Stay tuned to Kate Kaiser's College of Musical Knowledge with his new feature, Comedy of Errors, which follows immediately.